0: Welcome, everyone. This is Cubs on Tap, the official Cubs podcast of the On Tap Sports Dad Network. I am your host, Cody. You can follow me on Twitter at CodyOnTap. Tonight, I'm joined by our good friend, Joe Kilgallen. Uh, it was supposed to be juice. He got mixed up with some stuff. So, Joe's subbing in. So, thanks for joining us tonight, Joe. Oh, hell yeah, man. I,
1: I feel bad. I haven't talked to you boys in a while. I haven't been part of this great podcast in a good week had a crazy week. But anyway, let's uh, let's rant about some Cubs baseball, my man.
0: Yeah, man. Um, And when you say rant, um, I don't know if you've seen my Twitter timeline, but I'm <laughs> I am just very I, I don't think I've been this mad about the Cubs this season. They lose five to nothing to the Braves tonight. Ian Anderson was was great. The Cubs' offense was dead. I think that pretty much sums it all up. Brandon Workman, back to back bad outings. Uh, that's the short version of what tonight's game was. But we'll talk about a whole lot more, I'm sure, and more in depth. But I'll start with you, man. I guess I kind of vented a little bit there myself, but I'll start with you. How? Uh, I guess what's your takeaway from tonight's game?
1: Um. Yeah, dude, I do I do my post-game recaps, everybody, if you go to my Twitter, at Joe Kilgallen. After every game, and I started this maybe two weeks into last season, you know, during the pandemic, it's like, all right, I've got all this free time now because everything's shut down. Let's uh, let's talk more Cubs. And I'm patting myself on the back. I guess that's the only positive from tonight is I've kept up with it. I haven't missed a game since I started, even on days where it's like people would be like, I get it, why you had a lot of shit going on. I understand why you didn't do it. But I did it anyway. And the big positive I talked about in the post game was that M Ms are two for two dollars at CVS, and I was very happy to find that out earlier today. And that's that's about it. That's the highlight for me. No, if I'm being serious, dude, Trevor Williams looked good. He looked nasty. Um, I joked about his dad being in every game, but I actually think that's really cool. Um, I was just joking because I remember thinking, do, do the other players think you know our dads are cool too? Maybe our dads mm. should be talked about a little bit. But I think it's a great story. You know, he gave you five innings, two earned runs. Um, Acuna got him. He, he made Acuna look stupid in a couple at bats. And then that's why Ronald Acuna though, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, is a generational talent. Like you get it. I, I don't, I didn't get mad when he gave up that solo home run. Cause it's like, did
0: I. Yeah. you
1: have a solo home run of that guy. Fine. Join the club. He's going to hit about 45. This That's understandable, but mm-hmm. big picture. If you're number four starter, that's what Trevor Williams is. That's What he was brought in essentially as gives up two earned runs in five innings. You'd like to see him go six, of course, but you take that. You would take that every time out. That's he is every one of his starts. I'm pretty sure maybe he had one that got away. He's given this ball club a chance to win. And that's what you'd like to see. But for some reason, look, Javi's dealing with a hamstring. Chris Bryant, I guess, had some bicep thing that was bothering him a couple days ago. Hasn't affected his, his bat, but they were like, fuck it. Let's give him a day off. With those two out of the lineup, even with Javi's struggles, he's still still a force. You know, he's still a guy that you worry about. Um, It just doesn't look like... And and look, every team has that B lineup they run out there every now and then. And they'll win sometimes. I feel like... I can't remember the last time the Cubs won with their like, ah, fuck it. Well, you know. Because every... every, Look, through 162, every team's going to have a lineup where they're like, sure, We'll bet this guy third, like we had David Bode today, or whatever. That's just that's part of the game. But I cannot remember the last time I, sometimes those those lineups go off for seven runs. I cannot remember the last time the Cubs had a lineup of that just didn't didn't seem right go off. I don't know, dude. I'm at a loss for words with a lot of this shit too. It's just it was a very yeah. blah, dry game. You know what I mean? It was yeah. sex without lube. That's what it was. And you didn't get to finish because you know, people came home maybe you're a teenager uh no why would, why would it be without lube as a teen i don't know it was bad sex that you didn't get to finish because there yeah, was no release it was,
0: it was like the first time i guess it's never good the first time um uh, speak for yourself dude no, i'm <laughs> <around now. laughs> well when you think back to it 10 years down the road sure, sure um i guess i mean you 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 mentioned a lot of good things trevor williams was great and he has honestly I don't think we've probably talked about him enough this year. He's He's been pretty solid. Outside of one bad start in Pittsburgh, he's been really good. And, uh, you know, like he, he gave you a quality outing, five innings, two runs. Like, I, yeah, of course, I'd wish he'd been able to go six. And honestly, before Acuna came up in that fifth inning, I thought he might have because he had struck out four guys in a row and then Acuna hit the home run. And then they started getting the hard contact back. But that was like a third time through the lineup. You know, they were at the top of the top of the order after he got that f- that fourth strikeout in a row so i could understand why that might happen but you know it just i feel bad for the guy because it's like man you came out there and you you gave the start you, you gave the start that the cubs absolutely needed after what we saw the night before from zach davies and the bullpen and that that to me that's one thing that's frustrating another thing that's frustrating to me is you mentioned david Bodie batting third tonight. I get it, you know, throughout the B lineup there every now and then, whatever. But the Cubs have lost three in a row, man. Like I know it's still April, but like, to me, it's like, even, even if you were going to sit Brian tonight because of the bicep thing and, and same with bias because of the hamstring, like, I don't put David Bodie batting third. That's just me. Like you, I would bat Wilson Contreras third, I guess there, and then maybe maybe move like a guy like uh, you know like Matt Duffy's been playing well, move him to second. I don't know. All I know is it's not David Bodie in the three spot, and because that's again, I know lineups is a lot. We're or or arguing compared. over Matt
1: Duffy versus David Bodie in the three hole. So like, well, look, I'm Matt not Duffy's, saying
0: I'm not saying Matt Duffy team. in the three hole. I'm just saying that like. We got you. I think you just got to have your regular guys who are normally there. And then in that two spot, at least for tonight, like someone else, like I, if, if David Bodie wouldn't have been in the second hole, I probably wouldn't even be bitching. It, I don't know what it is about him being in the three hole tonight that I'm just kind of like, why are we doing that? And then, you know, I just, Ian half still struggling, even down at the eight hole. Like I, I know he's gonna get going, but that's it's just not. It's like throwing fuel in the fire from his at bats tonight. Like the entire offense obviously looked really bad tonight, but it's just kind of like when, like when are we gonna get all three aspects like every night? Because even know. In that three game, even in that three game losing streak, man, they were like, you know, there there were some iffy parts in there, or not three the four game winning streak, and you know that the Mets kind of I don't want to say the Mets Mets themselves, but like there were. They got some breaks and they have they didn't get any breaks over the week against Milwaukee, and they're not getting any breaks against the Braves this week so far. It's it's just been bad. It and it's just frustrating because I you know I don't know what else to say. It's just I thought Dave Ross should have just put I thought he could have put a better lineup out there, even if he wasn't gonna put play Chris Bryant tonight. Because I understand giving the guy a day off, he's played like every day, and he's got Apparently, got a nagging injury that thankfully hasn't affected his offensive play. But yeah. No, I'm
1: with you. And I understand. Yeah, no, I was totally okay with Chris Bryan getting the day off because we've seen his injuries in the past start off as nagging injuries, but then they end up really having damage over the course of the year. We saw it in 2018. We saw it last year. I'm totally cool with being like, all right, you know what? yeah, you had a grand slam yesterday. You've been looking great at the plate, but if this is a thing that might linger, Ian Anderson's a tough pitcher. Look, Ian Anderson is a great young pitcher. He really is. You look at his numbers, you look at where he projects to be. And it sounds like I'm making excuses for why the Cubs didn't do anything today. Um, I'm not, I'm not, you you need to muster more than two hits. And the the quality of their bats were pretty piss poor. Wilson Contreras went from yesterday looking amazing to today, having some of the ugliest at bats I've ever seen. Mm. That's a frustrating thing. Sometimes. Um, As far as the batting order goes, like again, I don't. I would have maybe put Rizzo third and Bodie four or whatever. Bodie's been hitting the ball pretty good lately. I don't. I'm not that mad against it. I think when you score zero runs, you look for any little thing. But when it comes down to it, we scored zero runs. That's really what it is. We're getting a lot of comments right now. Why not Sogard over Bodie with the righty? Sure. Again, I understand that move too. With uh, Sogard, for whatever, maybe Bodie hits this type of pitcher really well. Again, Ian Anderson just made it. He was a rookie last season, only made about six or seven starts last year. Um, Looked good in the playoffs. So I don't know the book on Ian Anderson, if I'm being honest. I could be totally talking out of my ass. Uh, But I would have, I understand what you're saying. A little bit more, a few more lefties. Like when I saw the lineup today, I was assuming a lefty was pitching because I saw Marisnik in there and I saw, you know. Duffy. Excuse me. I had M&M's just a minute ago, and some of the shells are still in the throat. It's dangerous. You kill yourself in yeah, the it, th- Yeah, dude. <laughs> Someone else makes a good point about um, the Braves were doing terrible. They were struggling worse than we were before coming to town. Guess we are mm-hmm. the cure. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, you know, there's still two more games left in the series. Hopefully, we leave with a split. Um, that's the thing with baseball. It's a lot of averages. I always hear throughout my entire life, I've, I've noticed this. We'll go face a team that's lost six games in a row. And everyone's like, hey, we're facing them at the right time. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. no, we're not. They're not going to lose 10 games in a row. They're just they're rare, Those streaks rarely happen. I, I like facing teams when they're hot. You go face a team that's won five in a row, I'm thinking, good, they're due to lose some games. Let's go in there and mess up their world a little bit. Uh, that's just a theory I've always had. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Atlanta definitely, though, going into this year, was most – Respectable publications have them facing the Dodgers in the NLCS. The elite teams in the National League before the season started were the Dodgers, of course, the Padres, the Braves. Those were the three in the NL that really s- jumped off the page of people. I mean, no one else. You can make cases for a few other teams being decent, being good. You could say, hey, you know, the actually, no, not really. The rest of them, it's just a crapshoot. Who else besides those three make you think elite? Don't, don't say anyone from the NL Central because we know that's not no. the case. They- I'm still nope. not buying this Brewer star. Yeah, they, their top three starters look really good. Their top two look pretty elite. Peralta, the book's still out on. Um, and as far as their overall offense goes, eh, they got some guys who are hot now, but do I think they're going to be hot over the course of 162? No. Am I worried about Navarre for a course of 162? I'm not. Um, same, you know, it's just, it is, it's been a frustrating game, Cody. Uh, yesterday, even though it was a loss, was still like, all right, Eight seven. They battled back. They had some pop. It was a fun game to watch. You felt like in the ninth inning they could come back. But today, because they had good at bats yesterday. Up and down the lineup yesterday, good at bats. Today, I don't know what happened. I don't know what the plate approach was. I don't know. I don't know if Chris Bryant and Javi being out just kind of like made the team feel lifeless. I don't know if they ate some shitty barbecue for lunch and it factored into dinner time, but it was not a fun game to watch.
0: Yeah, it was. Like I said, it was one of the worst games this so far this year, uh, and all the three games that I could I just think of as far as the worst games of the year, they're the two like two starts from Brandon Woodruff, and then this game. Like it's just whenever the other team's starting pitchers just come in and just shoved shoved down the Cubs' throats, and uh, you know I we I could sit here complaining about the offense a shit ton, which I already kind of have you've, you've mentioned your two cents, but also, you know, Ian Anderson, he is the brave stop pitching prospect going into last year. So, I mean, I I'll give the guy credit where it's due. It's just kind of like you said, like the, the, the at bats, the, the approach, uh, it was nothing like yesterday. And, you know, someone uh, replied to one of our tweets on Cubs on from Cubs on tap during the game, where I think I, Tweeted saying that the offense just completely flip flopped between tonight and last night, and he said, "Well, not really. The Cubs had two homers, but only had six hits. But it was like, well, also the Cubs had some decent at bats. They had they had uh, you know a handful of walks from guys you wouldn't expect from either or two. And uh, you know, I, I I do think the approach and all that stuff was just completely different from last night compared to tonight, and." Now they just, uh, you know, that's, what is that? Three in a row, three in a row, uh, they've- or Yeah, four we lost in three in a
1: row. We battled yeah, back 500. Remember we were six mm-hmm. and nine. Everyone got a good laugh on that from pervert Twitter. And, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and then we came, you know, 10 and 10, and now we're 10 mm-hmm. and 13. Still only three and a half back. Uh, mm-hmm. Our call the 1908 says good teams battle versus great pitchers. Currently we are not a good team. Um, Good teams battle versus – you mean like they keep it close? That's what battle means. I mean, are you trying to say good teams beat great pitchers? Because not really. Nobody beats great pitchers. They're great pitchers. Uh I know what you're saying. Currently right now – uh yeah, we've lost four in a row. Did I say three in a row? Oh, yeah, we're 10-9. That's why we won a game over 500. We have lost four in a row. So – and it's still three and a half back. I mean – I don't like looking at the standings this much this year because, mm-hmm. again, the Pirates are third place. They're 12 and 11 or something. They're ahead of us. They're ahead of the Reds. Remember the mighty Reds a week and a half ago? Yeah, Everybody they lost was like, like eight and gonna... I remember up and down Twitter, everyone's saying the Reds are going to run away with this division because at the time they were like four games over 500 looking great. Now they look like shit, just like us, right? We're like half a game behind them or something. Mm. Do I think we're a good team presently? No, I'll say that. I think we're an average team. Do I think we have the capabilities if everyone's playing up to their potential? Yes, if everyone plays up to their potential, yes, they could be a very good team. They'll probably be missing a piece or two. I think what's what's like the unknown as a fan this season is that we have all these one-year contracts left, all these guys left on the final year of their deal. And it's one of those things where in a lot of seasons, say come the All-Star break, you're 500 or maybe a couple games over In a division like this, as a fan base, we should be saying, trade someone, go get somebody, right? Mm -hmm. We'd be saying, hey, Contreras is leading. Well, right now he's second in home runs because Acuna hit one to take the untie. They're both tied at seven for the National League lead. We would say, hey, Miguel Amaya's ripping it up in AAA. Go trade him for someone because we'll extend Contreras and you don't need a stud backup catcher. He'll be a big trade trip. Go get yourself another dominant pitcher or find yourself another bat that's what we'd be doing but everyone has kind of resounded to the fact that no no if we're 500 at the all-star break that's when we got to sell everyone off and you got to rebuild and you guys just buy all the fucking propaganda that gets sent your way i mm-hmm. i've been i've been spinning my wheels over here on these podcasts i've been doing lately talking about how we do not need this massive rebuild again it's fucking bullshit think to yourself that you you can't hold on to great pitchers I, I literally had someone text me the other day going hey if uh you know it'd be really good to restart the rebuild trading a guy like Chris Bryant would really restart the rebuild and you know what I said extending a guy like Chris Bryant would really restart the rebuild or whatever the fuck you're saying this idea that you have to look I understand Kimbrell because he might suck again next year Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, that's funny because that was my idea with Darvish at first. We're just mad that we didn't get more MLB ready prospects. It is funny to me that everyone who fucking hated Darvish, if Theo Mm would have traded Darvish after his first terrible year, you guys would have been like, build the Theo statue now. That's how much Cubs Twitter hated you, Darvish. He came Mm -hmm. around and credited Tommy Hattavy. You credited Tommy Hattavy for getting him back on, on, on fucking his Hall of Fame level pace that he was on at one point in his career. Mm-hmm. And and now it's like, I don't know. I just think this idea, no, fuck you. I'm sorry. I like the fans commenting, but there are just too many holes in this team right now. Do you understand how fucking baseball works? Fine. Fix, fix the two holes. It's a lineup in a baseball lineup. All you need to do two or three hitters changes the whole fucking complexion of a goddamn lineup. The, what was the difference between the lineup in 2014 Cubs versus 20? Like, you know what I mean? You add two more hitters.
0: Any company
1: who thinks they need a completely tear-down rebuild, go watch a different fucking team. The Chicago Dogs are starting up soon, and they got cheap hot dogs on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I'm fucking (laughs) so done with every stupid-ass fucking fan thinking they need a top-to-bottom rebuild. Sorry I'm hogging the mic here, Cody, but it's annoying as shit to me. Sign Brian, sign Rizzo, sign Contreras. Buy Javi, buy Jock, buy fucking everyone else. I mean, hopefully Hap turns around. I still believe in him long-term. But you got Nico, who's only going to get better. Right. You got, mm-hmm. and then go get a fucking other contact batter too. That's simple. The DH is coming to the NL. Go get Corey Seager. Are we not a big league club? Is this not fucking Chicago? Where the mm-hmm. fuck are we playing? Cody? I thought we were playing in Chicago. I thought we had the highest ticket prices in baseball. And you're we telling do. me everyone wants to sell everyone. Fuck that shit.
0: Yeah, no, I, you know, Again, I was pretty negative tonight, but it was more just like from tonight's game. I'm not like I'm I'm pretty tired of having to read everyone saying that we need to trade this guy or whatever right now or at the deadline when it's still April. Um, but I think a well, lot of it just plan, comes uh, with. Sorry, go ahead, Cardi. <laughs> I, think <laughs> I think a lot my of point it is, is
1: like, look, if we're not there, if we're not fucking there for five games under at the all star breaker in the beginning of July. And this is the last thing I'll say and I'll let you. Do talk the rest of the time. I swear to God, I will. If we're if we're not there, look, and, and the wild card seems to be a long, long shot, then yes. Trade, trade six or seven of these guys. Okay. Mm. Tra- trade Davies, see what you could get for him. Trade fucking um Craig Kimbrell, though, should get you something pretty. Even trade Bryant. But that I this is what I want I want. I want in the offseason, go re sign Bryant again. You know what mm. I mean? This idea that we're going to trade everybody because we're not going to be good for another five years is fucking embarrassing. The Atlanta Braves won 14 division titles in a row. Do you think they had the same squad all 14 years? Of course not, right? (laughs) They go, oh, Ron Gant's not good anymore. We're going to replace him. This guy's not good anymore. We're going to replace him. And they kept on fucking winning. Same with a lot of the big market teams, and I think that's where the Cubs need to fucking be mindset-wise. This isn't the 2011 Cubs where it's like, oh, shit, not only do we have zero farm system, we have a fucking horrible ballooned-up payroll because for some reason we're giving Soriano all this fucking money. Marlon Byrd is getting all this fucking money. Carlos Zambrano is a psycho now. Like They just had so many bad contracts. We have maybe one bad contract after this year, and it's Jason Hayward, who really you could deal with at $22 million for two more fucking years if you're a big market club and for the leadership he brings to the table. Like, I want us to pick up Jake Arietta's option right now for next year because he's been a great, first of all, he's been awesome and he's been a mentor to Adbert, and he'll be a mentor to Braylon Marquez when Braylon Marquez is in the fucking rotation, throwing 101 up people's dick. That's what I want people. I just, I just don't like the idea of. Acting like we need to trade everyone and have this long ass rebuild again when there are fucking resources, people. Cody, yeah I'm muting myself. Go for it, bud.
0: <laughs> no, you're good, man. Uh, I'm gonna go through some of the comments because you kind of said a lot of it, basically everything that I would say. I
1: love everyone watching too. Sorry, I got mad. You guys are great. Yeah,
0: no, you're good. It's cool. Uh, but one guy, uh, dope. Redbeard, he asked, uh, what do we have a word on Jock's return? I read something recently that said that he is like, on. Uh, he could face live pitching on Friday or Saturday. Uh, this is an article that came out on April 26th. Today is the 28th. So, um, I don't know if they're going to do like a, you know, in a, like a minor league stint. I know the minor league season is starting like. <laughs> sometime really soon so um i don't know but i do i i expect jock back by next week i i I would guess
1: um another question how many top 100 prospects the cubs had four at the start of the year in marquez brennan davis miguel amaya and nico was still considered a prospect um and then there's a few guys who are like on that fringe level look mm -hmm. at the end of the year i think you could get a top 50 for kimbrough if he keeps this up um Mm -hmm. And I think a couple guys are going to graduate into that top hundred. There was no minor league system uh, season last year. Plus you can't go everything by prospects. Addison Russell was once the third best prospect in all of baseball. And look how he turned out. There's been a lot Mm -hmm. of guys who were on nobody's radar. I talked about this with uh, Sarah Sanchez who writes for bleed cubby blue. That um, Wilson Contreras, by the way, we almost lost in the Rule 5 draft. Nobody protected him. Nobody he wasn't highly touted at all. He never cracked any top 100 list, top whatever list. And then, mm-hmm. bam, he comes up and, and hits a home run off of Wilson Contreras, off of Wilson, off of uh, Clayton Kershaw in Game 6 of the NLCS and has a great mm-hmm. rookie season and then and then all right. has been an all-star ever since. So, like, uh, Christian Hernandez will eventually be in there too, someone mentions. Um, yep. Yeah, maybe we should just answer they, the they play, questions. They have- questions here.
0: Yeah, they have like four top 100s right now, right? They have Brendan Davis and Miguel Amaya. Uh, I think you mentioned Braylon Marquez. I mentioned
1: Nico, too, which someone asked yeah, He's. Do you think I'll, – I'll ask you this question, Cody, that someone asked. I missed the comment. I'm sorry, everyone. The, the comments come up on the side. Do you? What do you think of Nico long-term at leadoff?
0: Oh, I love him Mario, so far. Even though today he didn't do anything, I think the approach that he has showed the first two days have been nice. I, I think that at this point they don't have a better – they don't have a better like person to be, to put there if they want someone who's going to get on base and put the bat on the ball. Like I think the contact is a, is a huge quality that the team just doesn't have a lot of. So I think that Nico being there is, is, you know, like I said, we saw a lot of good stuff from him yesterday, today, you know, there, no one was good in the offense. So it's hard to really juggle with that. Um, yeah.
1: As far as long-term at leadoff. off, um... I don't know. I kind of, I love with the leadoff hitter. I look for two things on base All percentage right. and the ability to go first to third. I don't look for stolen bases. Cause this is a 1987, you know, the number of teams that have a, a burner at leadoff, you could count on one hand. Like there's just mm-hmm. not a lot. A lot of teams have power guys at leadoff actually right now, Nico. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Nico is better def- at, def- at second base. I think he's elite defensively at shortstop. He's actually above average. Someone says he's just average. I don't, that's actually not true. He's a little bit above average at shortstop defensively and could play a mean third base as we saw at times last year in 2020. Uh, long-term, I, the, because he makes such good contact, I want to see him more of a number six hitter because I want him driving in runs.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, I mean, I guess the leadoff guy could come up with those opportunities, but not as frequently. I don't mind striking. When Ian Happ was going good last year, he was still striking out, but he was also getting on base 360 you know, mm. right now he's only getting on base 315, 320 which is actually surprisingly good for a one fifty batting average. <laughs> you know, if his average was at yeah. about two fifty, he'd have a four hundred on base percentage. And now you're talking about the best leadoff hitter in the game. That's right. that's just the way it goes. I don't. When I think leadoff, I don't think we need a guy who hit more ground balls and more fly but I don't give a shit. You're leading off. Mm. There's no one on base in front of you. The only times strikeouts bother me is when you're not advancing runners or bringing them home. That's my yeah. personal thing. But overall, I think you're right, Cody. I like. I like his athleticism. I like that he sprays the ball from right field line to left field line. That's great. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Nico and I see him in the Cubs long-term plans. I really do.
0: Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I guess maybe uh, we need to see more of Nico maybe take some more walks, but I mean, again, we haven't really got a chance to really see him for, you know, 500 plate appearances or whatever, you know, so we, I don't think we really know, but you can see the adjustments he's made at the plate and he, any, any fastball coming inside to him, he's going to take it and put, put it somewhere where there's no outfielder. And I, that's the thing that I've noticed the most so far that, and the fact that he just doesn't strike out really at all. And that's, that's a refreshing thing, honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, we got so many comments tonight. So thanks to everyone for, uh, sliding in I, I tweeted out like come join the rant fest that I was about to go on Joe's pretty much said everything that I wanted to say but um uh, another guy says uh, I think it's about Nico he shouldn't be sent back down in my opinion he can play every day for us I agree big 100% yeah I Volker's agree
1: right 100%
0: for sure and so Kisuna
1: mentions how Contreras was a Jim Hendry guy that's true Contreras yeah. and Baez were both Hendry guys the only two Hendry guys on the World Series roster um mm-hmm. Yeah, Hendry's started, that was his last, his last like draft and international signings got a little bit better. Uh, Jim Hendry's strength as a GM was he made good trades and um, he had a couple good free agent signings. You know, he he was okay, he was he had some good yeah. years. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um,
0: but he had also made a lot of bad contract decisions too and you kind of pointed out that the Cubs were well, in himself. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, Soriano,
1: I mean, everyone said that no other team came close to that. Like, what the mm-hmm. fuck are you doing, dude? He gave this guy <laughs> that no one thought would age well 138 million which at the time was crazy high and right. uh, it was like 18 million per year and it really did kind of screw the team up for a little bit there you know what Jim Hendry did he didn't think long term all of his stuff was a short window that 0708 Cubs team was really if they didn't win in those two years because the average age was like 32 everyone's mm. falling off a cliff I think that's what's been frustrating and weird for us Cubs fans this past run we won the World Series at 20 there were like 24 25 year olds 23 year olds even and mm-hmm. that made everyone think, oh, well, we're going to be a dynasty. We're going to be this. And I think it also hurt their chances extending these guys, which then in turn put a different kind of pressure on them as players. Yeah. I really believe that hurt extending them because as a professional athlete, you talk to any pro athlete and Cody, you and I have talked about this before. Once they win the ring, they want to they they get the paid. They want the money. They want that, you know, mm-hmm. they want that fair right. paycheck, which you can't blame them for because as a professional athlete, you don't know when your career is going to end. So yeah. they all kind of held out. We're finding out more and more that the Cubs did offer extensions to each different player. Apparently, I don't know. The one about Brian, Brian says no, but everyone else is like, no, he got offered something. So who knows what that is? But we found out Bias turned down 180000000 million. We're finding out. I mean, Rizzo got lowballed recently, so I'm not counting that. But there has, we have heard that they've been, hey, we talked to this guy, we talked to that guy, and it mm-hmm. just hasn't worked out. And I think because they were like, well, we want to ring. Mm-hmm. So now we want to get paid. Where I'll give the White Sox some credit, I think they looked, they saw what the was going on on the North Side, and thought, "Ooh, we got to lock these guys up before they win a ring." Because if you wait until afterwards, there's no longer like a discount because it's like, "Hey, I got a family." Every, every one of the Cubs players has gotten married and had kids since they won the World Series in 2016. Every one of them, I think, yeah. except, "I don't know if Rizzo is, Rizzo doesn't have a kid yet, but he's gotten married." Well, he's got Kevin, <laughs> the cute dog.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, man. Well, we kind of ventured off into a lot of different things. Is there anything else in this game to really talk about? Like, there really isn't. I think we no. at least for me, <laughs> uh, the game sucked today. Uh, and the Cubs, they they needed a rebound in a big way, and they didn't. And to me personally, I mean, we haven't even talked about Brandon Workman. I hate the fact that Ross brought him back in, uh, try to give him like that bounce back uh you know appearance, I guess. Uh, if he, I'm sure that's how he's going to spin it to the Chicago media. Um, but he was not good yesterday, and he was not good tonight. Uh, it was a two two to nothing game going in the ninth inning. Turns out to be five to nothing. Uh, so, I, to me, I, I I haven't complained about David Ross a lot, man. But t- tonight's a game where I'm like. I can't predict. I can't I can't stick up for you tonight, man. So
1: I caught some of the post game and he said that they're still trying to find the guy to trust when they're down in a close game. They got their guys to hold the lead, but you need those guys to keep you within striking distance. And Joe yeah. Madden struggled in that department big time too. He would often go back to a guy who had just blown it. Workman's mm. weird because in his last full 2020 was I don't know what his numbers were, but I saw in 2019 he gave up one home run in like 80 innings. He was one of the hardest guys to hit home run off of. He's already given up a few bombs this year. And that pitch he threw to Freeman was 94 and inside. It wasn't a strike. That's how yeah. he got in. I Me mean, and Juice talked
0: about that last night. You know? Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, I'm not
1: sticking strike. up for him. I'm not sticking right. up for him. You're right. Dude. That was, that was awful. Um, But yeah, sometimes you gotta tip your hat too. There's a reason Freddie Freeman won an MVP last year and all that. And
0: right, I think that's Um, what it comes down to is just Freddie Freeman. But also, I mean, just more, more, I just the appearance tonight. I think just kind of capitalized on like everything that happened last night, and that's why I was just like, I feel like he's kind of felt falling out of that like close, you're trailing but close type situation. I feel like you gotta, like I feel like feel like he's gotta be down like in the well dylan maples is moving his way up into the the spot that he's in right now honestly but i think he's got to go like the cubs got to have a game where he's they're either down five or six runs or up five or six runs and then give him another shot because like i i I just don't trust him in any situation of a close game right now uh you know after these two last two appearances even before that he was kind of shaky anyway as you even said like he's already given up you know a couple homers um so. i can't remember
1: if it was him or winkler who had that god-awful performance where they came in and just walked the bases loaded
0: it was jason um, adam he's are you talking about thinking about no, jason, adam. jason adam. adam no okay no they sent it was him, him down, down yesterday I where i
1: think it was winkler or workman they came in and literally just walked the bases loaded <laughs> jason adam a guy some of the jason adam hate i've seen is ridiculously unfair he was awesome last year and really has had two bad starts this year the one outing was just eh, and then you know whatever um yeah dude i i think with the bullpen i want to see justin Steele back and i want to see pedro uh, back i want to see zach davies sent to the 10-day dl um (laughs) because look zach davies has been a guy though where he's had a good career i know cubs fans immediately were like zach davies look Mm -hmm. at his numbers he's had a good career he was a brewer so we hated him he looks like Mm -hmm. a pencil neck there's just you know but For the most part, I think he just needs to reset his mechanics. There's clearly something going on with that. Uh, Dopeyard said it was Winkler did it against the Mets, too, I believe. Yeah, luckily. All right. But um, this one dude is really going off in the comments about Jim Hendry, justice for Jim. I love Trader Jim, but I definitely think with no budget, Hendry drafted at LeMahieu, Josh Donaldson. What happened to Donaldson? Um, Javi signed Wilson and Starling. No, look, he did some good stuff, but it was over what was he eleven years? He came into the organization in ninety five, and I think it was the GM for like eleven seasons. Um, look, Jim Hendry had some really good years. The Tribune wanted a quick fix to sell high. I do remember that. Remember that one off season mm-hmm. DeRosa they signed. Yeah. Lily Soriano. And I remember that was when Sam Zell took over the Cubs and he wanted a flip. Or maybe the Tribune mm-hmm. wanted to flip and then Zell bought them, and then I think he wanted to flip too. Um because he was a big venture capitalist, that guy. What, <laughs> what made me lose the love for Jim Hendry was the Milton Bradley signing, um, trading Mark DeRosa, which I thought was stupid at the time. I agree. And not selling high on some guys. He mm-hmm. could have sold high on Derek Lee, which he didn't do. Like, Derek Lee had, like, two years left, and everyone, and it was clear that he was starting to dip, and they could have moved him. Derek Lee became a... I love Derek Lee in his prime, but then he became, like, a double-play machine. I swear to God, he grounded, like, 30 double-plays one season. Still a gold glove first baseman and a great clubhouse guy, but you kind of got to you know sell high a little bit. Um, yep. As far as Lemayhu goes, my God, I feel like DJ Lemayhu. everyone was Darwin Barney before Colorado. Look hmm. at his splits. He never had, he had one season in Denver where he was over 100 uh, weighted runs, created plus this guy, everyone acts like DJ Lemayhu was the biggest sacrilege throwing him in that deal. No one gave a fuck. No one gave a fuck about him. They were just like, At "All the right, time,
0: time." No, I mean, it's and, all and hindsight. Yankees,
1: it's it's all hindsight. Is my point. And the Yankees yeah. signed him for two years, twenty four million. So it's not like all these other teams were knocking down the door.
0: Well, what, after his tenure in Colorado, people were using the splits in Colorado compared to the road, like everyone does with the Colorado players. And he obviously had hit better in Colorado than he did on the road. So that's why he didn't really get anything from the Yankees. And then he played well in New York uh, and just kind of really turned into a one of the t- best infielders in the league honestly no I
1: give him you're right I give him a lot of credit he is a stud now and he's fantastic but there's just yeah. people I don't like when people rewrite history this idea right. that like DJ LeMayhew holy shit I can't believe we let go of the next bi- like it wasn't it wasn't like that it really wasn't mm-hmm. he, he went to Colorado and in the, in in
0: the fact that like the Cubs in that trade really didn't get anything out of it. I mean, Ian Stewart was trash. So. No, it was it was,
1: it was was a bad trade. Colvin for Ian Stewart straight up was a bad trade. Throwing mm-hmm. in LeMahieu, yes, that's a bad trade, but I just don't like that. I, I think people, whenever I bring up to people that DJ LeMahieu only had one season in Colorado where he was above average offensively, according to fan graphs and baseball reference, mm-hmm. they look at me like, no way that's correct. And then they mm-hmm. research and they go, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. He was declining his his last two seasons, 2017 and 2018 in Colorado, he had Addison Russell numbers. You're telling mm-hmm. me that's the guy we needed to bring back so desperately? No, and I think the Colorado look. If you would have stayed with us, I don't think he develops the same way. I think Probably going not. to Colorado was good for him. He made it. He made himself a different type of hitter and all that kind mm-hmm. of shit. Yeah, Gold Glove winner. By the way, guys who can't hit are usually good fielders if you can't hit you have to be a good fielder otherwise you're not in the fucking league that's why yeah. i brought darwin barney darwin barney was an amazing second baseman he fucking had, had, had as much power as you cody you got great <laughs> power man yeah thanks. Power, so
0: yeah yeah i like to swing the bat a little bit all right man well we're out 35 minutes What's kind of preview tomorrow's game um i know kyle hendricks goes tomorrow for the cubs i'm gonna search who the braves got um
1: Oh, should I do uh, more talking? I don't think I've got enough words in. Um, <laughs> no, I'm well, sorry. By the way, guys in the chat or uh, in the comments, you guys are amazing. I appreciate you guys commenting in. We're all a little frustrated as Cubs fans, so I don't mean to be snippy with you guys. Um,
0: oh, boy, I cannot pronounce this guy's name. No so, uh, apologies U- there. Hugh Jim Hendry
1: was a good GM, and I heard a great person. I know a couple people who knew him and said great things about him so I'm not knocking him. Um, I just, <laughs> I just explained why I thought it was time to move on from him. Um, and obviously when, when a Theo Epstein becomes available, you go get Theo Epstein. So, right. um, uh, as far as the bullpen goes, people are like, who can be the guy outside of and Kimbrel? Hey, Trevor McGill looked fantastic yesterday. Justin Steele, I feel looked good in his brief appearances. I'm all mm. for, Hey, let's start bringing up some live arms and figuring it out there. Um, you know, hopefully Jason. Hopefully, Jason. Once that, that's so fucking. Ah, I'm so annoyed that the minor league system still hasn't started yet. Or the minor yeah, I know, right? Is yeah. it it's, it's,
0: supposed to, it's supposed to start. Like I assume it first, starts. In, I'm happy. Yeah. About. But like. Yeah, fuck, yeah. Man. Right. It's just, yeah. It's
1: just an annoying thing because when you have a team where you're like you're not sure what direction they're going in, mm. and they're hanging around in a very winnable, winnable division, you want to look to AAA and say, "All right, bring this guy up." Mm-hmm. Like which we haven't been able to do since 2019. Remember 2019 when when Zobrist had the personal problems and and he had to take a leave, and everyone's yeah. like, well shit, we don't have a second baseman now. Um, and then we brought up Robel Garcia.
0: And Robel he, Garcia,
1: yeah, it didn't work out ultimately. He had a he had a nice week, I think, or two. Yeah, he had was the was a nice, nice like story. couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, a nice
0: hit a ball into the bay in San Francisco. That's probably his best highlight as a Cub.
1: He actually had a walk off hit the other day, Robel Garcia. Oh. He's on the Astros he and he had a walk-off base hit for them. Really? Two, okay. two former Cubs have had walk-offs in the last like uh, week or so with Shorber, I think, at the beginning Schwarber of last year had
0: one, yeah. yeah. Now Will Bell Garcia.
1: But, but I bring that up because as fans during the 2019 season, we're like, all right, got to hold second base. Let me go to the Iowa Cubs statistics. Mm. Who's this Garcia guy who's lighting it up? Bring him on up. Let's see what we got. Right now, I think we're going through that a little bit with the bullpen now, which is unfortunate because mm. the bullpen was a strong point. Um up until like the last like week or so. And now we're like, all right, we don't know who to bring up because we don't know what's going on at the alternate sites and all that other shit. Like, it's just, it's it's frustrating as a fan because you want to know what uh, what you could do to help the ball club like yesterday. Like, what can we do yeah. to help yesterday?
0: For sure. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think that if you could see, especially with like the young guys like Bro Caraway and like Ryan Jensen and, you know, a few other guys that, you know, they haven't had any like professional experience yet but i know bro bro they they they've describe bro caraway as a you know like one of the most ready guys in the draft last year um i don't know where the cubs are going to start him but either way like he i could see him as like a later in the year type guy if you know if he really just kind of starts the season off nice in the minor league year but it's again i'm just pointing back at the whole we just haven't the season has a start, so we're just kind of like waiting and waiting and waiting. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, I agree, man.
1: Well, here's something for you, buddy. Um, I'll say this real quick we need Kyle Hendricks to go at least seven innings tomorrow. We need a deep start out of him, we need him mm-hmm. to be vintage Kyle. We need the bats to get going early, okay? Look, even if we don't score in the first inning, I want a first inning with like good at bats, I don't want to mm-hmm. see like fucking plate appearances where you're swinging over a f- curveball that's in the dirt and you have a level swing. Like you didn't know it was going to be in the dirt. Like, cause we had a couple of bats like that where it's like, did you, what are you doing? Like, you know, at <laughs> least have an idea of what the guy, that's what I'm wondering. Do we not tell the scouting report to our players? Are we not going, Hey, by the way, this guy throws fastballs. He likes to ride them in on people. His breaking ball sweeps away like this. Try to pick up the spin here. If anything creep up a little on the, like, I don't know. There's just, mm-hmm. there's something going on there. Um, All right. But here, to switch to something positive, because I know you love this, a guy who's a friend of the podcast, and I know someone you're very high on, has been getting a lot of national love now, which is another thing, you know? That's how quickly farm systems can turn. A couple guys oh, are yeah. going to the radar. So why don't you sing the praises of one uh, Max Bain?
0: Oh, yeah. Max Bain is, uh, He's not only is it just a good dude, but I mean, he's he's a guy anyone can really just like root for. Um he uh went undrafted so every team passed up on him and then the cubs signed him like in january last year and uh at the time he was you know pumping 94 96 anywhere in that range and uh through his whatever the cubs or the minor league system has him doing he's now hitting consistently you know 99 triple digits area uh, he's I think uh, Brian Smith. Oh,
1: one-on-one on one thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, like triple digits, 99, somewhere in there, man. Like, either way, it's pretty good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, uh, Brian Smith from Bleacher Nation today, I saw him tweet, like, probable, like, starters for the all three um, systems. And uh, he had Max Bain as, like, the fifth starter for, the, for South Bend, which is, I think in and it itself is just really impressive because, I mean – Again, the guy went undrafted, and he just to worked really hard. And I know there was no minor league season last year, so who knows where he would have been last year? Probably in like Arizona Fall League or something like that. But you know, I I'm cheering for that guy very hard to uh, oh, oh. reach reach the Cubs one day.
1: <laughs> Dude, he lost a shitload of weight. Dude, he didn't lose like fifty yeah. pounds.
0: Yeah, yeah, he lost That's a shit ton of weight. Yeah, yeah, he lost a shit ton of weight, and he's uh, he's just he has a huge chip on his shoulder, and uh, so. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely keeping an eye on him. I'm hoping to get over to uh, South Bend sometime this summer and, and see him pitch. So
1: I want to see it, too. I, w- yeah. I want to go see our A team have a number five starter throwing 100.
0: Right, right, that right. That sounds
1: great to me. I mean, I know more and more pitchers are throwing high velocity. That's, like, the more common thing. Mm. I was talking about this with someone recently. There's always been high velocity guys throughout baseball, but now more and more it's become, like, a specialty, especially with, like, relievers um mm. it's not a specialty it's become more par for the course so yeah it's definitely very very difficult to to hit these days with so many guys um because it used to be like a couple each maybe one or two guys per team now it's three or four guys a bullpen are throwing mm. high 90s so yeah it's just right. completely changed um from like the way the game was even 25 years ago
0: right yeah man all right Well. uh, anyway man I I was going to mention you mentioned Kyle Hendricks he he's got he's got a he bounced back in his last start and the start before that he got roughed up by the same Braves team uh so hopefully uh you know he has a much better performance uh tomorrow um but the Cubs go up against I can't pronounce his name I want to say Hughes Hughcar you uh I don't know. I'm hoping. I'll hopefully, say it doesn't that right. matter.
1: Hopefully, they let him <laughs> <Yeah. off.
0: laughs> But and he, well, a- the Cubs a- already tagged him for three homers on April seventeenth. So, um, and I it says uh, Wilson Contreras has two homers against him. Very young, very young guy. He's got a three point six eight ERA, twenty five strikeouts on the year. Um, but the Cubs have already hit him well already. So hopefully, that's a good sign for the offense tomorrow. Hopefully, Kyle Hendricks, like you said, goes deep. Uh, he gets I think. For a guy like Kyle Hendricks, if he's not right, you get like three runs and you're good. You're Gucci. So uh, that's what I'm hoping for. I think that's the recipe for success tomorrow, man. Um, Before we get out of here, you got a fly the W player for me.
1: Well, I already feel like you're going to go with Wilson Contreras since you just mentioned the two home runs. So I'll let you have Willie. I'm going to go my fly the W player for tomorrow. And just to answer dope red beard, uh, we do breakdowns. Uh, we do post game. He asked if they do if we do uh, pre game, but no, just post game. Every post game, you could catch the Cubs on Tap Crew. It's a yep. rotating group, but you'll see mostly the same faces every night or every mm-hmm. day, depending on when the yeah, game. Yeah, and you
0: can go go search the podcast on like any platform, really: Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you'll find us. So if yep. you missed the live stream, you can listen to it the next day.
1: Absolutely. So. My fly the W player is going to be. All right, who is due to break out? I'm going to. I I was going to say Ian Happ because he is due to break out, but I would rather have him have a day off. I think he needs an off day just to reset the brain. Um, I don't. I still have high hopes for him. Um, he's been hitting the ball hard, but just a lot of bad luck. Uh, the swing mm-hmm. looks a little long, so I think he needs an off day to reset his brain. So my player is going to be Anthony Rizzo.
0: Yeah, he's kind of due too. Yeah, he's due. His last um, at bat looked
1: really good today, and you know he's just. He's he's been his bats overall have been pretty solid. So, but I think he's due to have like a good one of those a good old fashioned double and a home run, two for four type of performances.
0: Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. Uh, well, you know, I always have the joke about Andrew Chafin being my fly to W player. But if I did have to pick an offensive player, I'll take Willie, like you kind of said, you'd let me have. I mean, again, two homers against this guy. I think he's a rookie, so he has, he doesn't have much experience. I think Willie sees him good, and like we already talked about earlier tonight. Willie had a bad day today. Hopefully he can bounce back. You just honestly, we just need to get the offense like back on track that we saw the last week. Today was the worst the offensive look, has looked, uh, you know, I think in the last week. I know the, the offense was kind of dead against the Brewers, but I credit the, their, their pitching. They're, they're starting pitching in their, their bullpen, honestly, is the reason the Brewers are in first place. And that well, annoys the, me. But.
1: Really in that Brewers series, we killed them game one of that series, like destroyed them. Right. Game two, we lost four to three, but we had good at bats. You, right. know, you you could suffer losses. I remember the four three loss on Saturday was one of those losses that most of the Cubs' blogs were just like, ah, eh, those happen. It sucks. You know, mm. Adbert Elzale looked great, mm. uh, but he was on a pitch count, so he got pulled early. All right, Nico looked good. You know, there was Jason Hayward had a big home run. Ah, we were so close. That bullshit call in the ninth inning. That David Ross got ejected on. That ball was a foot above, not a foot, but at least six inches high. It affected that hole at bat. And yeah, Mm -hmm. so we lost 4-3. All right, fine. The next game, Woodruff, again, like you said, is Woodruff. But you're right. Today was the worst the offense has looked in a good 10 games. Because I really feel Mm -hmm. like the last 10 games, the Cubs were playing in a way where it's like, all right, if we're going to be a 500 team, this is least fun to watch. Mm Because they had some breakout games, they had some better quality at bats up and down. They weren't just going up there looking clueless, swinging at pitches three feet outside, late on everything. Like they at least were making it fun.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I yeah they they I think you said it on uh, whatever I think I can't whatever the last pod you were on. I think you said something was like, well, if the if the Cubs' offense plays like this, they'll at least be fun to watch for, for or like watchable. And I think that was right, that's, probably that's, right. You know, that's
1: something. To right look in to, like
0: yeah. the Mets series, I think I want to say it was the Mets series or something. I don't know, whatever. Um. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I don't have anything else, man. Uh, I want to remind everyone, this is Cubs on Tap, the official Cubs podcast of On Tap Sportsnet. You can follow me on Twitter at Cody on Tap and Joe at Joe Killgallon. Uh, thanks for joining me tonight, Joe. Uh, this was fun. Um. Anything Thanks for else, letting
1: man? me hog the mic. I'm so sorry, buddy.
0: No, you're totally good, man. I, I, I The comments shows that people love it, so I, I have no complaints here, Thanks, man. everyone.
1: <laughs>